Florida is the state with the highest, second highest number of prisoners on death row. And there's a man named Dale Ranchinelli who's worked over two decades with the prisoners in Florida on death row. He does what they call death watch ministry. So he prepares spiritually these inmates for their execution. He accompanies them on their final day with their family. And then after the execution, he does follow up with the family. He's witnessed over these 20 years many inmates who've converted to the Catholic faith on death row. He and his wife have served as godparents, as many of them have been baptized. And he's asked them, why do you want to join the Catholic Church? And this is the response he's heard, because this is the church that wants us. Well, he told a moving story back in 2005. One inmate who was inspired by St. John Paul, then reigning as the Pope, it inspired him to want to join the Catholic Church. Well, John Paul died in 2005, and just a few days later, this man's execution was scheduled. So the day before he was to be executed, the bishop there in Florida came, heard the man's confession, gave him his first Holy Communion, and confirmed him. Now he's in his cell, and his shackles, and when he was confirmed, he was overcome by the Holy Spirit. He falls back against the back of his cell. The guards are kind of startled. They say he became luminous. Well, the next day, this prisoner told Dale, when I was confirmed, St. John Paul appeared to me and told me, tomorrow Jesus is taking you home. He died in peace. Well, this is the beautiful message, it's never too late. So this gospel, so beautifully, classically interpreted that those people that come at the final hour of the day only work one hour and get the full reward. These are the people who come to the Lord at the end of their life, deathbed conversions, praise God for his mercy and abundant generosity, that the fullness of salvation is available to us if we return to the Lord, we think of the good thief on the cross. In the final moments of his life, he repents and he receives the fullness of salvation. Now, perhaps in our American mindset, this kind of bothers us because of fairness. That's why we hear this weekend, God's ways are not our ways. And thanks be to God for that. Can you imagine if God judged us in accord with human concepts of fairness, we would all be in trouble. I want to go a little deeper now into this gospel because I think it also highlights how God pursues us. The landowner himself goes out five times inviting people into the kingdom. This is God inviting us so the spiritual life is not just our quest for God, but God's quest for us. He never tires of inviting us. He's the hound of heaven who pursues us, inviting us over and over. Now, we can be like Jesus. We too can be invitational. Think about that. Come to Mass with me. Come to confession with me. Come to the Bible study. Come to the church retreat. Come to the parish picnic. Are we invitational ourselves? 
basic point of the gospel, and that's this. All of us are invited to be working for the kingdom. We're all invited to work in the Lord's vineyard. This is really one of the pinnacle pieces of Vatican II, the universal call of holiness of the laity. And it's not just the priests and sisters who are called to labor in the Lord's vineyard, but all of us, by virtue of our baptism, are called to work for the kingdom. Do we think about that? We're not just coming to Mass and then the rest of the week is my own vineyard. Whatever I'm doing in my life, I'm called to be doing this for the Lord and advancing the kingdom of God. Think about how we can make the love of God tangible in our world, building the kingdom of truth and life, the kingdom of holiness and grace, the kingdom of justice, love, and peace. Now this parable also points out three pitfalls of the spiritual life. Number one, presuming on God's mercy because we could fall into the trap of thinking, hey, uh, this doesn't sound so bad. Maybe I could be the guy that gets hired at the end of the day, gets by with just one hour of labor, and I get Reward. There is an episode of The Simpsons where Homer Simpson decides he's going to stay home on Sunday and watch football. Lisa's like, Dad, you should be coming to church with us. And Homer says, Don't worry, honey. If you're right, Daddy will convert on his deathbed. Well, this isn't the point of the parable to put off conversion to the end and get about by with the minimum we would have to do. It's actually a privilege and joy to be laboring in the vineyard. Anyone who's ever been unemployed knows standing around an idol is not fun. And so we don't put off our conversion. Now is the time. The second pitfall, I think, comparing ourselves, this is a big problem today. So easily falling into the trap of comparison. What did you do? Oh. That's not fair. Here's an image, I think, of the gospel. Imagine a large farming family, and it's harvest time, they're going out to labor in the field. Now, dad and the older boys, they get up earlier, but they begin laboring sooner than the rest of the family. The little, little kids stay in bed longer with mom. Okay, eventually they're all out in the field. They don't work at the same pace. The little kids sometimes are goofing off, distracting the rest of them in their work. But when the day is done, they come home for supper. Now, they don't begin the meal by saying, okay, however much work you've done today, this is how much you get to eat. No, often the little sister who did the least is pampered with the best foods. No one complains. No one is jealous. Everyone is happy. This is the kingdom of God. We're all in this together. We should be ecstatic when anyone converts and comes into the kingdom and gets the fullness of God's salvation. This should be a moment of joy for all of us. We're in this together. This is not a competition. Finally, a pitfall we want to avoid is this thinking that God owes us something. Well, I should get more. I've been laboring for so long. 
This is the parable also of the prodigal son, right? The older brother who thinks, well, I've been laboring my whole life. I deserve this. None of us deserves salvation. It is a free gift given to us out of the mercy of God. Jesus has given us life for you and me. We are called to receive that gift, cooperate with it, by using our gifts and talents in the kingdom of God. Well, what a blessing. We celebrate and remember today that we have a merciful Father. He's pursuing us. He's inviting us. It's never too late. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on other people. We all have meaningful work to do for the kingdom of God.